0: If you weren't aware, there's going to be a third option on the November general election ballot this year. The Libertarian Party has gained ballot access for the first time in 20 years. We're joined today by Alabama candidate for governor, Jimmy Blake, and John Sophocles, who's seeking election as the next U.S. Senator. I'm your host, Scott Johnson, and this is a special edition of Lagging Pod. All right, we're starting. Uh, Jimmy, uh, you want I'm, to give us an I'm intro? Jimmy
1: Blake. I'm the Libertarian Party candidate for governor of Alabama. Grew up in Auburn. My dad was a professor there, as a matter of fact. Uh, went to college at Auburn, medical school, university in Birmingham. I actually came to Mobile to do my internship down here um, for a year, and after that went into the Air Force. I was a uh, Air Force F four flight surgeon for several years, living overseas. Uh, came back, um, skipping over a lot. But uh, <laughs> uh, ran. I was chairman of the Alabama Libertarian Party, and I and I won a position on the Birmingham City Council right. back in the early nineties. Uh, served two terms there. Went there to. Sort of bring down a political machine. Mayor Arrington had uh, had the citizens' coalition, and he had total control of the city. Uh, my first four years on the council, practically every vote was eight to one. Uh, <laughs> after the next election, I was elected, re-elected, and, uh, and and ran six campaigns. We won four. So after that, it was five to four. And when I left after eight years, because I said I would serve two terms, I served two terms and I left. Uh, After eight years we had, there wasn't a single member of the Citizens Coalition uh, still in office and the issue, this is an issue that I think the Lanyard would be happy to know about. The the way I made that happen is you know I shined a light on what was going on. Every council meeting um, we threw a couple of grenades over the wall and uh, the The most popular program on public access t v on Tuesday nights was the city council meeting. People were paying attention because somebody was talking about what was really going on, and it made a difference
0: that's great that's great It's great having a uh i don't know a someone without ties getting thrown into one of those councils or commissions it's uh always really interesting to see when uh what what he caught uh, i was a
1: I was a square peg in the round <laughs> yeah there we I go know, no about it.
0: yeah. All right. And, uh, you, John,
2: I'm John Sophocles. I'm the libertarian party of Alabama candidate for United States Senate. Uh, I started basically as a warranty and policy administrator for Ford motor company, uh, out of all my alma maters, as I refer to it, I'm most proud of it. Not taking bailout money, uh, made enough money to to take my vow of poverty and teach taught at Clemson for several years and then came to Auburn, uh, in 92. Um, just like, uh, Dr. Blake is talking about. They kicked him out as an elected Republican on the executive committee. Uh, there were a bunch of folks that didn't like the libertarian, small government types, uh, did not get rehired. So went and got picked up immediately at AUM, Auburn University, Montgomery. And, um, once things cleared up at Auburn, I returned, uh, I retired three years ago and uh, have been a pretty strong libertarian activist all along the the way. Ran for federal office and probably the one we'll talk about the most that I'm most infamous, famous, whatever the right word is for, is the 2002 gubernatorial mm-hmm. uh, result that Mobile Baldwin County areas probably remember not so well and may <laughs> want to forget, but. Uh, we beat the margin of victory so greatly that uh, we were the deciding factor. The legislature was supposed to go in and have a special session to fix the education problem, which your paper is written about quite well, I might add. Uh, and they didn't do anything about education, but gave us the worst ballot access laws in the nation. That's why you have <laughs> not seen libertarians on the, on the ballot for 20 years.
0: 20 years. Wow. And uh, let's talk about that. that. Well, before we talk about that, let's talk about the, the party, the Libertarian Party. What is it?
1: Well, libertarians, and we quote, we like to quote the Alabama Constitution, Section 35, and it says that the sole object and only legitimate end of government is to protect the citizens in the enjoyment of life, liberty, and property, and when the government assumes other functions, it is usurpation and oppression. That is basically the essence of what we believe, that government's only role is to protect our rights and it shouldn't be involved in all the so many things that it is involved in. And on the state level, uh, that means we really ought to follow the Alabama state constitution, uh, although there's a lot of conflicting parts of it as well. But uh, And on the national level, I think John will tell you and I'll let you tell him. Well,
2: and, and just uh, in addition to what... Uh, Dr. Blake was saying, uh, a shout-out to Dick Coffey, who's my favorite libertarian from the Mobile-Baldwin area. That was basically his acid test. Did you know Section 35 of the uh, state constitution and and how important? What's nice about uh, reading that or knowing that is how it mirrors a lot of what's going on at the federal government. Um, Libertarians like the rule of law and confined, limited government. So uh, running for Senate, uh, and I know folks can't see, but I've got my copy of my pocket constitution with me all the time. (laughs) So when folks say, oh, you know, you're the Senate candidate, I'd like you to address this or the other. And I say, great. Tell me Article X, Section Y, Clause Z. Where I'm authorized to do it and I'm all ears. Mm-hmm. You know, you get deafening silence on the other end of the phone or I mean you're probably too young to remember the RCA Victor dog look, you know, where they tilt their head in puzzlement and they say, Well nobody answers like that. And it's like, well, if that's not the answer, what is? Mm-hmm. So libertarians like well-defined government. The enumerated powers in the U.S. Constitution were put there for a reason, and I think a really sound way of saying this is what the central, the federal government, is going to do, and if it's not that, it's authorized to the states. So libertarians like this notion of us having sort of 50-state experiments to address things like the drug laws or address abortion or, you know, whatever the the issue du jour is. And what's happened is when the federal government oversteps
1: its bounds, it creates more angst. Mm -hmm. I like to say that a libertarian, politics is the philosophy of interaction between people. Okay, that's what it is in its most basic form. And, And a libertarian is like a good neighbor they take care of their their property and take care of their family and they're self-responsible but they don't try to tell you how you should manage your family and your property um if if your barn catches on fire they'll come over and help you if, if you've had good relationships and they're not forced to do that but typically they would do that uh, but they're not gonna try to force you tell you how to live mm-hmm. uh, how to Run your garden, what you should grow, <laughs> what you should not grow, that sort of thing. Uh, in addition to that, you know, if, if they've got something in common, you know, culturally, they might get together and create a, cho- a school to educate their children. But they're not going to go to a third neighbor and with a gun and say, you've got to support our school. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to make you do it so that they're not going to they're not going to use force against you. And they're not. And this is the important issue. They're not going to vote to allow other people to take your property, to take your money mm-hmm. and try to direct your life.
0: Right. So liberty and that given That's the true. name libertarians. Right. <laughs> right.
1: Um, so you not, guys are not, not like liberal, which I call the <laughs> illiber- illiberal, <laughs> but, but liberty. Correct.
0: Okay. Uh-huh. And yeah, it sounds like you guys are more than just weed-smoking Republicans, which is, I, I feel like a lot of people coin, coin you guys. But um, uh, you, b- b- limited government. I, I, I think I might have heard that. Before. Yeah. <laughs> we,
1: we've talked about that once or twice.
0: Now um, – yeah, from what i understand you know both democrats and republicans don't like the libertarians that much um i, I guess john john's story is the most explicit form of that here in alabama indeed
2: um, I, I, I wish i'd kept the messages um of course well, when don sigelman was was uh announced the winner in 2002. My box got bombed. You know, I hope you're happy that you got the Democrat elected. And then when they did the dipsy doodle and changed the results for Bob Riley to get elected, my box got bombed and said, oh, I hope you're happy that the Republic got elected. I didn't really care which one. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason why we're not thought of particularly kind by the Democrats and the Republicans is we want less government. And the Democrats and the Republicans, you know, I I like to nomenclate it, the blue tick and the red tick, Mm -hmm. right? Do you really care if you're getting sucked dry by the blue tick or the red tick? I really don't. I'm the host. But if you're the blue tick, you care, right, that they get elected because you're going to get more wealth transferred in your favor. So, you know, they're arguing back and forth on who's going to get the political theft. Libertarians are over here saying stop the political
0: Mm -hmm. theft. Yeah, uh, uh, um. and, and,
1: and look at Alabama. We, we are a conservative state. Uh, I think most people are economically conservative. Most people would like to see less, not more government. We've got a supermajority Republican legislature. Is there any tax you can think of that we don't have here in Alabama? Uh, The spending under the Ivy administration and our supermajority Republicans has gone up 35% since 2019 in this country. It's gone up more than California. It's gone up more on a percentage basis than New York. Unbelievable. Now, Tennessee doesn't have an income tax. Florida doesn't have an income tax. Mississippi is phasing that out. Georgia gave their citizens dramatic tax reductions during this last uh, four years. Mm -hmm. Alabama is just sitting there trying to lick in their chops about how much more they've got to spend. And what a wonderful job they're doing because government. Is uh, so profitable, you know. Never mind that it's coming out of the pockets of the people of Alabama. I mean, KIB increased the gas tax right when we're getting slammed (laughs) by inflation without a vote, with no vote. Uh, So, you know, we yes, we make the Republicans uh, anxious on on the one hand because we don't believe in all the taxes and all the regulation. We make well. The Democrats are uncomfortable on the other side because we think people ought to be free to make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we are a problem for both of them. And they, and they had thought they had solved that by making it almost impossible for the Libertarian Party to get on the ballot. And in fact cost us $250,000 to get on the ballot to collect the petitions. And that's money we don't have to spend in this election. Wow. So, you know, hey, folks. Send us some cash, you know, because we need it to get the message of limited government out there.
0: Yeah, real quick, if you wouldn't want to, if you wouldn't mind, just uh, rehashing the 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 threshold that you guys have to reach to get on that
1: ballot. Let John do that. He's <laughs> oh, 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 most issues, He's much more because Alabama. I-
0: Alabama standards are vastly higher. Much
1: more difficult than just about anywhere. To to retain ballot
2: access, and once again, this is uh, largely a result of what happened with the uh, the 2002 election, a statewide candidate has to get 20% of the votes that are cast in the governor's race for you to be able to have statewide ballot access again. Uh, The last time that happened is because a uh, Alabama state Supreme Court, Sidney Albert Smith, I want to say was his name, made the threshold so that we had ballot access. So just understanding the gaming and scheming of the system, uh, Alabama is one of six states that still has straight ticket voting. Mm -hmm. So, They have, you know, you've got the the governor that everybody is predicting is going to win. So the, the Democrats put up pretty much a throwaway candidate. They just want that candidate there for when the straight ticket votes that rings up the tally for signature requirements. They didn't even run anybody new lieutenant governor's. Not
1: supporting her at all
2: not supporting her. So why are they not running anybody in the lieutenant governor's race? There's no reason to put a throwaway candidate there because they want to ring up the tally, the total number in the governor's race. So this most recent time, we were required to get over 51,000 signatures. The Libertarian Party submitted about 80,000 so that Secretary of State wouldn't have wiggle room. But even with that, We did not get uh, notification that we were going to have ballot access at the time that you had to have your names in. So we're out there trying to get candidates, and 65 candidates, in my opinion, is amazing, where we're saying, look, will you go through the paperwork with the Secretary of State to become a candidate, but we're not even sure they're going to you know, throw the holy water on us and let us be you know, on the ballot this time. Wow. So it's ridiculously hard. Of course, all that time, money, and effort could be devoted to running campaigns, and all the other, well, the two parties, since it's a duopoly, they get to run a normal election cycle. We start, you know, looking at everybody from behind because they've had such a head start, knowing from the outset that they have ballot access.
0: Yeah. So I think you said 50 out of those 65 are running against a single candidate. Is that right?
2: Correct. They're either running against the other person that is either one Democrat or one Republican. Very few of our candidates are in three-person races. I'm an
0: oddity.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and and I am as well. Okay. We, now, our, governor, our, you're our, running
0: for governor, and Sophocles is running for U.S. Senate Exactly.
1: Yeah. Now, Ruth Nelson, Ruth Page Nelson, our lieutenant governor candidate, mm-hmm. who happens to be a very sharp black lady. I've spoken with it, her. She it, is sharp. Yes, she, she is on the ball, and uh, she'll be down here today too in Mobile. So oh, great. We're glad we're glad of that. Uh, try to. We kind of try to run as a group, I, you know. We pay uh, Ruth and I are running for governor and lieutenant governor, right. and and uh, John and I are, are old friends, you know, and and sort of the grayheads in this party. So they call it like uh, some of our little smart aleck uh, flipper snappers are going around and say, "Vote for Paul Paul, not for Nemo," you know. So wow. That's, that's what I'm dealing with here, but uh, wow. <laughs> but they're an energetic, clever bunch, and they've been helpful in terms of us getting whatever uh, attention we're getting with, yeah. without a big budget but yeah. uh,
0: and, and and Ruth, I understand, is possibly the best chance you guys have to get a statewide race above twenty percent
1: indeed Ruth could conceivably win that election because there are plenty of Republicans out there that, that are sick of the fact. That it's the big government globalist Republicans. Katie Britt, uh, John says, uh, you know, streamline graft in Alabama elect a lobbyist to the Senate. You know, uh, I mean, seriously, you got a you got a lobbyist who's been working for special interests and and has all the money in the world. She's gotten, uh, you know, Senator Shelby's. Cash register Shelby, as John calls him, <laughs> a, a mountain of money, and uh, and then the, and then so you know she beat out a, a, a decent small government conservative in Mo Brooks with the most dishonest line. I mean, the notion of saying that that of all things that Mo Mo is woke or whatever she said. Big tax that. guy. Yeah. He's a big tax guy. I mean, if there's anybody that's a libertarian Republican, it's it's Mo Brooks. I mean, I'd love to have him on our team, you know, yeah. uh, and he got beat out. And then, you know, Kay Ivey, uh, is she a globalist? Ask yourself, what did the globalists do during the COVID hysteria? They locked people down. They closed schools. They closed churches. They sat there and tried to browbeat the people of Alabama and shame them for not taking an experimental vaccine that – You know, we know it's a lie. You know, we were told it was 96 or 94% effective. We now know it's not. We were told it was safe. Best evidence that they didn't think it was safe, i.e. Pfizer, is because they got a bill through Congress to to limit, make them where they're not liable at all. If anybody gets hurt by the shot, it's like there's no other product that I can think of Mm. that has that kind of protection from the responsibility for the the, the the results of of the product that they put forward yeah. How
0: yeah. long did you practice medicine
1: I don't know, about 40 years. I'd have to do some math to figure that out. He, he was it, told there uh, would be no math in this podcast. <laughs> so. well, at least it's not handwriting, right? Yeah, yeah. See, I, yeah. I, I finished medical school in 76, I think. I, <laughs> I, 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 re, I stopped about a year and a half, two years ago. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha,
0: gotcha.
2: So. At, at risk of, of uh, repeating oneself, as teachers tend to, that what Ruth really has to overcome is that straight ticket Uh, problem because a whole bunch of folks are just going to color in the bubble and then all these races and, and she's the best illustration I can come up with They're not even going to bother coloring it in. Mm I mean, the politics of fear and all that. You know, there's all sorts of rumors that runs the community. Oh well, if you color in another bubble, then your straight ticket vote just gets thrown away, which is patently not true. Mm -hmm. I I would very much appreciate Secretary Merrill making a little bit more noise about how that actually works for voters.
0: Yeah, uh, because it's don't (laughs) hold your breath. (laughs) Well, it's uh, yeah. The process is actually. I've I've written stories on on how to do it, um, and you can. Even though you do fill in the straight ticket bubble, you can go down and individually, you know, deviate from that straight pick ticket vote. But most yeah. people don't understand that, and I don't think it's spelled well. And, out and the, the, the
1: parties vote. try to make try to maintain the confusion, the fear, the fear factor. Mm. Uh, you know, well, the, what I would say is, you know, you know, if you're a Republican, gosh, if you do that, you're going to elect a Democrat, and the and the and the Republicans say you're going to elect a Democrat. Uh, the Republicans okay. say you're going to elect a Democrat and vice versa. You know, the good news is there's no danger in the lieutenant's governor's race of electing a Democrat. There's not one running. Mm-hmm. So you've got Ruth Page Nelson running for lieutenant governor as a libertarian. A mm-hmm. small government, socially conservative, you know, a financially conservative yeah. person. Environmentalist,
0: running. I think, clean, clean...
1: She's very interested yeah, indeed. in indeed. environmental issues, which to us really means... You can't put your trash in my yard or in my water or mm-hmm. in my air. And, the trespass, yeah. You know, it's a property rights issue. Frankly. Right, right.
2: Mm-hmm. We have some PSC candidates also that uh, fit that bill.
0: Yeah, one here in uh, Baldwin County, right? Indeed. Uh, what, what's her name?
1: Laura Lane. Laura Lane, uh,
0: Laura Lane mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Um, now, the, the goal, I mean, it, I, you know, I don't think anybody looks at the libertarian right now, uh, libertarian candidates, and maybe is confident that someone gets elected. I mean, outright. But the goal for you guys is just to get uh, perpetuity, right?
2: Retention is the retention. usual word. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there, what what you're pointing out is there's there's degrees of winning for us. Beating the margin of victory is a win. Beating the twenty percent for statewide to get ballot retentions a win, and somebody like Ruth and we actually have a couple of other candidates where an outright win is mm-hmm. a win. So uh, you know, under the constraints, uh, we're we're looking good to have. Different a levels of those rings of the money that
1: K-I-V has. Okay, we would. Katie Britt, you know, <laughs> can oh, you oh, say? Oh, you my lord, Katie Britt. Uh, So you guys are playing. I, long- I suggested that if John would put on a cute little cheerleaders uniform, he might be elected. To the tennis, so, but he's nobody the, wants to see that. He that effort. My <laughs> yeah. suggestion, you know, but. Uh,
0: So you guys are playing long ball. Indeed. Yeah. And it's because if you get that um, 20%, then you guys are automatically qualified for the next gubernatorial election. The next two elections. The next two. Okay, great. Gotcha. And that means that you guys are prepared to... Uh, advertise, campaign, unlike this year where you guys were kind of shuffled things together. Candidate
2: recruitment is huge.
1: Our message is very attractive for many people in Alabama who want to just live their lives and get government out of their wallet and out of their bedroom and out of their pockets and whatnot. Uh, It's a very attractive message. We just got to get in a position where we can... Get that message in front of people. Okay. Uh, and I think people will put their money behind it if they know we're on the ballot. And, uh, uh, you know, I, the downside is we, we're not in favor of wealth transfer. So mm-hmm. much of the money that comes into politics is about wealth transfers to me or to my group. Or to my set, particular kinds of contractors or whatever, yeah. and that's really where a whole lot of the money comes from. That that uh, makes it difficult. Yeah. Absolutely. If you're not promising goodies, you're not getting those kind of donations. Yeah.
0: Talk about what happened uh, last week with uh, I guess you got stiffed on a debate. Um, Yolanda Flowers Yolanda? didn't show.
1: Well, that was interesting, and I, you know, I think Yolanda, the Democrat candidate for governor is a nice lady, nice Christian lady, Yolanda Flowers. Mm -hmm. Um, She had said she was, she said twice that she was going to be in the debate with us up in Huntsville. Um,
0: And this would have been the first governor debate that Alabama's had in how long? Quite a
1: long time. And and in fact, uh, Dean Odell, who you might know, maybe I shouldn't say it, but he's running a writing campaign, contacted their campaign and said, I'd like to be in debate and she said, great, we'd be happy to have you. So we said, fine, you know, but we, we kind of followed all the rules. We, we were, in order to get her to debate, we were sort of playing it by the, how she wanted to do it. I mean, the debate was somewhere where her daughter was entertaining that night. So it mm-hmm. wasn't that Yolanda Flowers was in Huntsville, exactly in the same place we were, we were, we were at. She, she finished what she was doing with her daughter and, ran out of the building and avoided hmm. the debate. She actually even left the campaign materials there. But hmm. she, we think that the Democrat leadership uh, is leaning on her not to do anything, basically. Uh, and, and I, you know, I feel like she's being used like a pawn. I've, yeah. just, I've talked to her. She seems like a very decent person. She seems personally to be very interested in debating. Hmm. And then at the last minute... For whatever reason, she didn't show up. So yeah. Dean Odle and I had a debate. Okay, was, gotcha. Uh, you know, what, uh, well, I guess it's better than no debate. You know? so, anyway. Kudos it to was, Peter Proctor. It was very pleasant, yeah. The, the
2: moderator said, if you're not going to be here, your campaign literature can't be on the stage. And he took it down. Hmm. It's, it's very clear that the message has been put out to the duopoly do not interact with libertarians. They do not want to have to face us. They don't want to have to admit we're uh, our existence, right? I mean, they thought they had us quashed by not being able to meet the signature requirement. And then at the last minute, we came through. Well,
1: Can you imagine, really, Katie Britt debating John Sophocles? She wouldn't have a chance in the world. I mean, nobody... He he knows the issues. He understands economics. Uh, He also knows... Uh, wealth transfers when they happen and would point it out and I don't think she'd be very comfortable yeah, with
0: lobbyists that, don't know? like having light shown on them. Yeah. I think d- debates are just great to to watch well, oh, I mean, all all they're all fascinating.
1: All, all, you know, I would love to debate. Kay Ivey. You know Kay, Kay Ivey has got a very delightful southern accent, and I think that's really what she's got Okay, and you know People are comfortable with her. But look at what she's done. I mean, Alabama government has grown and grown and grown. Spending has grown. Mm. And a gas tax. And then, you know, playing the COVID thing, I mean, we really tasted tyranny under Kay I think Alabama's governor should protect the people from tyranny, not participate in it. Mm. Yeah, we, we are night and day in terms of our approach to what the proper function of government is, right. and she may have a nice accent, but folks, wake up! That, I mean, do you want tyranny or do you want a governor that'll stand up for you? Mm. And I, you know, the bottom line is, I'm that guy. Mm. I will do that, and John will stand up for us in the Senate. Can you imagine what a what a, a a bright light he would be in the Senate in terms of letting people know what's really going on in in that chamber?
0: Well, yeah. um, and I, I think. the the, how libertarians are kind of become distinct from the other parties um i I think it's fascinating that you are the only pro-choice candidate for governor is that right
1: well i I wouldn't describe myself that i mean you know spiritually i i'm pro-life as i can be Mm -hmm. i just believe that people own themselves okay Mm -hmm. and and you know as governor, I'll take an oath to follow the laws of the state of Alabama. I mean, the governor is not the legislative branch. Mm-hmm. All right? I'm just saying that I don't, you know, when we started this mess, when, when the Supreme Court made this an issue, okay, by, sa- by passing Roe versus Wade, and thank God that, that it's gone now and it's back where it needs to be in the bosom of the 50 states. I think 50 states are going to have 50 different approaches to this issue. And some of them are going to allow exceptions for rape and incest, and I can live with that. Mm -hmm. You know, if that's what the people of Alabama help put into law, I can live with that. That's that's where I am. I mean, to me, you know, there are a lot of national issues where everybody's focused, and what I want people to do is focus on what's going on here in Alabama. Are our children going to have opportunity to move up the economic ladder? The answer is. We're putting a lot of obstacles in the way. We got 374 boards in Alabama that are running everything from the the law or the lawyers or the bar, the medical people who are you know I'm sorry, all of these boards exist. I call it. They say they'll tell you that what they're doing is for public safety. Well, you know I call it public safety for profit or profit, You know, uh, profit making. Put you know yeah. they're, they're basically. Manipulating the system where they come off the best, and the and the public gets the hind leg every time. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as I'm concerned, occupational licensing laws are 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 they uh, uh, they're they're, they're threats against this average citizen. They are limiting who you can do business with, how you can do business, and we've made it very difficult to make a living or move up the economic ladder in Alabama. And you know, look at look where we are. I mean, we're behind on so many things because we put so many obstacles in the way. And and look at the resources we have in, our, in Alabama. Mm-hmm. We've got incre- We've got a beautiful state, beautiful natural resources, rip, the best river system of any state in the country, as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Uh, we've got farmland, and our farmers are mostly not farming anymore. Uh, it's unfortunately, and uh, you know, so we've got. A long way to go to where we could be, but we need to get the obstacles out of the way, and they're coming out of Montgomery. I want us to focus on Montgomery and what's going on there, and not necessarily what's going on in Washington or or, or around the world. Mm -hmm. Even I mean, those things are important, but we live in Alabama, and that's where we need to focus. I think, and you know, as far as the medical issues, you know, I I believe totally in medical freedom. You know, Mm I the, the the. Board of Health, You know, I don't know if you've just read the story, but you got these people that are wanting to put midwifing centers in Alabama. And, of course, they're putting obstacles in the way to keep that from happening mm. and allowing those midwives to practice. That's absurd. Mm.
0: And how many, how many boards does a, you know average other state have? Do they have this many, or is, is Alabama an outlier? Can you count that high? You
1: know, <laughs> I, I, you know, the bottom line is I don't really, I can't answer that, but I doubt there's anybody that's got more than we do. We mm-hmm. regulate everything in Alabama. We Certainly per capita, we're yeah. we're pretty high.
0: With the, um, I mean, you've got the alcohol board. Um, the, huh. the state is in the alcohol uh, business. Alabama I think, dinosaurs. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The,
2: the one I find most uh, distressing is the Certificate of Need Board, which is just killing competition for hospital uh, and access
1: healthcare. and healthcare. we're one of few states that still have co <clears> Correct. Is that,
0: yeah, yes. explain that a little bit, the, what the board does. And the
2: con, and I'm sorry for the acronym, although it's kind of a pun, Certificate of Need, you have to go before to justify whether or not you should exist, whether you should allow this increased capacity.
0: For a hospital.
2: For, for a
1: hospital and other
2: me, facilities. Other medical
1: facilities. Interesting. Uh, and it's absurd. And, of course, the uh, uh, alcohol uh, ABC stores are absurd mm-hmm. uh, and increase the cost of alcohol for people. And most states have gotten rid of both of those. Yeah. Uh, but that's their dinosaurs that Alabama retains. Hmm. And hundreds of people work for them. And we're paying for those hundreds of people.
0: Yeah, I think I saw a report the other day that the ABC board executives, there's a number of, I mean, almost everybody on the top tier, you know, in excess of $100,000 salary (laughs) each. Um, And then I guess the only thing we don't have is a gambling board, which could happen soon. Where where do where does libertarians fall on on gambling issues? Is that something you think Alabama should push forward on?
1: You know, if, if people want a lottery, I don't have a big problem with it. Here's my caveat. My caveat is, Every penny that comes into state government goes to get rid of the Alabama income tax. You know, if we're going to do it, let's do it for a purpose. Let's don't give it. I mean, I view every dime that goes to government is a dime that's wasted Uh, or maybe worse than wasted. We're like paying for people to oppress us. Mm -hmm. It's absurd. All right. So if we're going to have a lottery... I want every penny of it to go to getting rid of the income tax in Alabama. The direct taxes are the most hurtful in terms, we can't compete with the surrounding southeastern states if we've got an income tax and all the rest of them don't. And that's kind of where we're where we're heading right now.
2: Yeah. Well and when Sigelman
1: put the lottery
2: up last time it was full of all the mandates and monopolies and that's the
1: special the, group that got to decide about all the money. I mean, you know right. really. So
2: libertarians have a if you're gonna have that, make sure it's competitive. And it seems to me, back to your question with respect to boards, it's just like now that we have cannabis in Alabama, They've immediately put in yet another bureaucracy where they're putting in all these barriers and a way to abscond with more money hmm. from the citizens. Yeah, about a
1: half a dozen people will get really wealthy Correct. out of the, the medical marijuana thing, and everybody else is going to pay a much higher price, wow. you
0: know. Um, and, yeah, What would you say to someone who's like, well, we've got to pay for roads, bridges, infrastructure? You know, How, how is that going to happen well, if we're not collecting tax money? John's the
1: economist, but use taxes we don't have near as much trouble with. I mean, you know, a tax on gasoline to pay for roads, that's not irrational. It's
2: know? what we call user fees, and that's pretty much what economists uh, look towards. Uh, you know, A reasonable, rational uh, sales tax, right? Am I willing to pay to have an environment where we can have the voluntary, peaceful Transfer of goods and services and all that, sure. Um, what starts to happen though is you start d- to observe disuniform taxation. And I mean, I'm going to go back into federal role for a minute here. Yeah, please. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1 of this document says that taxes, all those in post duties, excise, are supposed to be uniform. So the number one issue that gets addressed on Capitol Hill is the tax code. Years ago when I worked with Dick Army, if you're going to have an income tax, which is not how we were designed to operate, I get students who thought we always had an income tax. And when I would get to the tax part of the lecture, they were like, "What? wait a minute. You know, we didn't always have an income tax and, you know, express the the role and, and what happened in the post 16th Amendment world. But what's happened is we've used the tax code now to pick winners and losers. And that's not what the, the tax code was designed to do. If you, the thing we were arguing over was called the Holland-Rabushka plan. It was a postcard-sized form. Take your income, subtract a standard deduction for you know everyone. I was arguing make it the poverty line or something that adjusts with inflation. So folks who don't make a lot of income pay zero in federal taxes. Then once you exceed that, you pay a flat rate. Well, you don't need a 87,000 more IRS agents like what they're talking about. Armed agents,
0: right? Armed yeah. agents.
2: Well, since you put it in there, <laughs> I'll agree with it.
1: <laughs> the new brown shirts, the 87,000 <laughs> IRS agents. That's well. not a threat to the American people.
0: I don't know what is.
1: I mean, it's crazy. That's why we need a governor that will stand up for the people of Alabama, not participate in tyranny.
0: Awesome. Um, now, if you guys want to just how do, how do people follow you? Um, if you guys want to share, you know, where the best place to keep up with,
1: well, we have a party rep shot, vote, Uh, I've got a Facebook page. It's vote. Jimmy Blake. Uh, John's got a very active one and, and also has, uh, the,
2: yep, the www soft for Senate S O P H F O R Senate.com. And, um, I'm more than any other candidate because in this three-person race up against cash register Shelby money, just trying to get folks to donate to the party and join so that we can rebuild after 20 years of, of being blocked.
0: Mm-hmm. What, what, what's the party look like in uh, Mobile and Baldwin? other parties here?
2: We're trying to, to reactivate, and uh, if you have Laura Lane on, she can tell you more of the the history uh, of that. I think that... Mobile Baldwin, and rightfully so, felt so slighted after what happened in 2002 that there was, I I don't want to say despair, it was just disgust, I guess, Mm. with what the duopoly can do. And um, so we're in a rebuilding process in, in Mobile Baldwin, but I mean, 20 years ago, this was a hotbed of libertarians. And, you know, I know, I do keep evoking his name, but Dick Coffey was one of my favorite Alabama libertarians. And, uh, I, you know, it's time for us gray hairs to turn it over to the young people. And it really is nice to see young people stepping up to the plate.
0: Awesome. Can I do one more yeah, thing please, because you,
2: you, you mentioned it. You, you talked about transparency. Yes. And, and I want to do a shout out for the Lanyap. I mean, you guys are just taking on difficult issues. It's nice to see solid investigatory re- reporting going on like, like you guys are doing. Alabama has one of the worst open records FOIAs in all the 50 states. And uh, I I hope that folks who listen to your podcast and read your paper, how much you guys have to overcome. I mean, we've been talking about us overcoming ballot access. The Lanyap has to overcome more than pretty much any other state in the union to get open records and get the documents for the reporting you guys do. So kudos.
1: Well, and and not only that, but the same, you know, I like to say this, the the same big mules that were running the state of Alabama as Democrats just changed jerseys, and they've got the red jerseys on, and they're running the state of Alabama as Republicans now. And, you know, they're not going to contribute or buy ads in a newspaper that's telling the truth about, you know, the wealth transfers that are going on down here. You know, that was the one thing we had in Birmingham, that how I was able to make a difference there and change the city government so dramatically was that we, we had a TV station that was really engage and we were on public access that's just television they could tune in and actually watch hmm. the council meetings i mean that was that was probably the most important thing you know we we need uh, visible government and right now in alabama we got some of the most invisible government you could ask for hmm. thank you so very much for having yeah, me yeah thank you guys for uh, coming honor in. to be
2: here yeah, yeah. i appreciate it keep up the great work at the yet.
0: Well, hey, thank you guys for uh, joining us, and thank you listeners for for tuning in for this special edition.
2: The Lagnapod is a Something Extra publishing production. Executive producers are Rob Holbert and Ashley Trice. Music is by Sunpol Sounds and Electro Animals. Only subscribers like you have access to this podcast. Tell your friends they can sign up at my.lanyapmobile.com. For advertising opportunities, please call... 251-450-4466.